Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. For four total episodes, we have untangled web design. Now on the fifth episode, we wrap it all up. Time to make our sites go live and let those web pages shine. Collective Souls Shine is our song for this episode. Here's what we'll need. We need a way to build a web page. We need a place to store our website, and we need a domain name. Before you begin the process of choosing a website builder and a host for your page, you'll want to decide what method you wish to use to put this web page together, whether it be a drag-and-drop online editor or coding it yourself. There's pros and cons to each. No right or wrong way to do it. It's all your preference. The drag-and-drop style editors are generally easier you to get started. Many are WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. When you make a change in the editor, you see what it looks like in real time on the web page. They also have online hosting options for you to store your web page. Some even have domain name purchasing options. This is like a one-stop shop to get everything you need online. The downfall with these online services is that purchasing the domain may be a little more pricey than if you find it from other sites. Uh, Using templates gives you a nice appearance for your web page, but that same template may be used by many other web pages. You also have a little less flexibility and freedom to create the web page, maybe how you see it in your mind or how you drew it in those wireframes. Let's talk online website builders first. All right, here's a few examples. Weebly. Weebly has nice templates, nice themes. And a good thing about Weebly is if you change the theme to your web page, the content stays and you don't have to start all over. That's not always the case in other online website builders with the drag and drop methods. It contains options to create small business websites or even online stores. There's a free option to get you started that has a few limitations, obviously. But if you want the full list of features, you can get started as low as $6 a month at the time that this podcast was created. Sometimes they have deals and the price goes down. Sometimes it might be a little more. But as of right now, about $6 a month to get you started. GoDaddy is another great place to build a website. Very easy to use. I personally have set up a website for a restaurant that had an account already through a GoDaddy. And they would like to template on there. Uh, They wanted some changes made and some graphics. So I was able to go there and change that content using that without having any background experience with GoDaddy prior to that. GoDaddy is popular for the domain registration, which means you can get everything you need in one place. There are some stock image options that can help you with content if you need some pictures to help you get started. And there's even an artificial intelligence that will help you design a site that is supposed to work best for your intended audience. There are search engine optimization or SEO features that get your page noticed and in front of the right eyes. It's huge for marketing. You can get started at GoDaddy for around $6.99 per month. 
The third option I have on here for an online website builder with the drag and drop features, HostGator. A very, very easy to use platform. Contains another drag and drop editor. Like I said, super easy to use. Includes email marketing campaign features. Uh, it includes online store options. The templates leave a little bit to be desired, but and they're pretty minimal. But really, this allows you uh, to take the lessons from this five-part web design series of the Cash All Podcast and putting together everything you've learned to create a nice design in no time. This is one of the more affordable options where it starts as low as currently $4.61 a month at this time. You can create web pages using those platforms. Many others, these are just a few that, I, that I've heard the most positive things about or I've used personally. And they're easy to use. You don't need any coding at all. So it's not very intimidating for you to get started. The other way you can create the page, obviously, is with coding. All right. Sometimes people hear coding for the web and they get a little scared and frightened of the term for it. You know, coding for the web, this is not computer programming. All right. Don't get HTML and CSS to be confused with programming. That's probably a whole other episode topic in that alone. But you can write code for the web using HTML and CSS. Takes a little time to learn. That's the con, obviously. But the pros are unlimited possibilities. If you're interested and you have little coding experience and you want to learn to code for the web, you can go to my YouTube page, Code Peterson, on YouTube. I have a ton of tutorials for everything you need to know from creating your first simple web page to building a responsive site that adapts to the size of the screen that it's being viewed on. All of the resources on that are free. You can leave comments and ask questions and I'll help you out. Also, you can always go to Mid Plains Community College and register for class online and take Web Design 1 and 2 through Mid Plains at North Platte, Nebraska with me as your teacher. Learn everything that you would ever need to know uh, with HTML and CSS and Adobe Dreamweaver. In order to code for the web, you're going to need a little bit of software. You need a text editor like Notepad. Notepad comes free with your PC computers. I use a free program that I've downloaded that is called Notepad++. If you're an Adobe Creative Cloud fan, I know we have some designers on here and some social media fans, content makers that have chimed in on this podcast and let me know what your situation is and what you want to learn. Uh, you may prefer to use Dreamweaver because it's a part of that Adobe Creative Cloud suite. It also has an editor in it where you don't need to really know code. Uh, but coding knowledge certainly helps you in Adobe Dreamweaver so that you kind of know what you're doing because you do have to have a bit of an understanding of the different HTML elements that are available to use. Most of the time when I'm in Dreamweaver, I use the code view and, and don't use any of the other features. That's just me personally. But probably 95% of the time when I'm working on a website for me or something that I'm working on or helping other people with problems, I'm using Notepad++ and looking just strictly at the code for it. All right. Once you have your website created with code, 
then you can upload it to a server, all right? Whereas the online drag and drop methods, it's already on a server in those cases. In this case, we need a way to put it onto a server. So this is generally a static website. A static website is like a pre-built code that we make and it's been pre-rendered and they load fast and it shows the content to the visitors as it was made. There's no like interaction with databases or anything. Um, in contrast to static websites, sometimes you'll hear the term dynamic website being used. And these terms aren't really important right now at this point uh, for what you're trying to do. Um, but just for your own common knowledge, a, dyna a dynamic website uh, is processed during the runtime, which means they're not rebuilt. Um, a pro for dynamic websites so that they make updates for the websites easier. All right. And when you use web builders and things like that, it'll tell you if you're making a, a static web page or if you're making a dynamic web page. But don't let that worry about you through this process right now as we do this. Your business may have a web server that you can upload your web files to using FTP. Um, many internet service providers have options where you can host a web page on their servers at your own location. So that's another option you can have. Uh, there are also static website hosting options that allow you to upload your HTML and CSS files to the web. All right, here's some options that I'm pretty familiar with. One of the options is 000 web host. 000 webhost, just three zeros followed by webhost, all one word, um, has free hosting, or you can get plans that start as low as $1.99 a month. They have deals all the time, and it's it's relatively inexpensive. It also does contain a website builder. I've never used it one time, but I have I've uploaded web pages many times to 000 webhost. Um, I actually use it for my website, for codepeterson.com. Another place where you can have web pages uploaded to, you just upload your created pages and then they're online, is Hostinger, H-O-S-T-I-N-G-E-R. It allows for static hosting and starts as low as $1.99 a month also. They also have options to purchase domain names through there. So, um, if you don't want, to, I'll talk more about that in a little bit. All right, forget I said that part. But for right now, just know Hostinger, you can, as low as $1.99 a month, have a place to store your web pages and the pictures and everything that goes with your web page. GitHub, which is a basically a repository website for coding enthusiasts who want to share code and collaboratively work on projects as a community, uh, they've made it even easier than it was before to set up a web page and upload your HTML and CSS files. GitHub is free, G-I-T-H-U-B. It's free. If you like coding and, and just want to learn more about programming and coding for the web, I encourage you to go to GitHub and see the many repositories and projects that are going on there. It's an awesome site. Um, but if you look there, they'll have some, a lot of it's free. They do have some pricing options uh, that give you a little more bandwidth and things like that as well. Okay. We've talked 
two ways that you can build your page. You can either use one of those online editors or you can code it yourself. You know, kind of up to you on how you want to do that. And we've talked about where you can store your page with these previous options I just mentioned. Now for the domain. What is the domain? This is like the, the web address that somebody's going to type to get to your site. All right. Like it's important for the URL. And it's up to you if you want a custom one or not. Um, if it's just for you, if it's just for a hobby or for experimenting with the web, those kind of things, it's not necessary to have your own custom domain. Uh, if you use any of those sites that I mentioned, you you will still get to choose, for the most part, what your web page is going to be called. And so, like when, if for example, if I was going to use Code Peterson for those, and I don't have a custom domain or my own private domain. It's going to look something like codepeterson.webhostingsite.com. You know, and it's going to it's just going to have that extra part in there. It's not bad. Uh, you'll still have options to put in keywords to help show up in search engines. You can still promote your webpage on social media to get it out there and make it easy for people to find. Um, if it's for a business or if it's for something where you want to grow your personal brand, uh, or you wish to purchase your own domain name, um, or if you, I'm sorry, if you want to like validate yourself on Twitter with a domain name, uh, then you'll want to have an option to purchase your domain name, obviously. And generally, domains are low cost, all right? And so any of those pages I listed, you would set it up and it says, do you want this generic kind that has the dot whatever after your site? Or do you want to have your own whatever.com, you know, your own name.com and nothing else? If you want that, then it's going to cost this much a month. And this obviously makes it look a little more professional and, and all those kind of things. And you purchase that cost and then it allows you to apply that to your page. And you can either choose to like register that domain for a year or for multiple years kind of up to you like i said it's it's not expensive at all to um have your own domain for your website it's just some people want to have their web page be entirely free or as low cost as possible uh some people don't care you know price is not an option and then everywhere in between so i just want to make sure you know um all those pricing availabilities you know you can make it fit your budget whether your budget budget is unlimited or your budget is zero. You know, you can put a web page that is functional and effective online, no matter what the cost. All right, so for my web page, it's codepeterson.com. For using mine as an example, I have my web page hosted, like I said before, at oooowebhost.com. I use their free server, the free hosting, so it's on there. I do have a little thing at the bottom of my screen that says this is hosted by Webhost. It's a, it's a little annoying, but it's not bad. It's not taking away from the web page. It's just down at the very bottom, so it doesn't bother me too much. And I have my domain purchased through the Hostinger site. So you can mix and match necessary features that are needed for you to find the most affordable price point to host a site, which is what I did for my personal brand. I had free hosting, uh, 
And I think my, I don't even know it's if it was even a dollar a month to for my own name. It was really inexpensive. I will say that. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh, but very inexpensive for that. So I'm able to have my webpage online for next to nothing for the cost with my own private or my own custom name for it. Your homework for this week then, and then this will be the last one for the web designs. Take those diagrams that you made. Take your understanding of content in your niche. Take your understanding from branding and fonts and colors. Take your understanding from best practices and usability. And now put it together using any of these resources I gave you today to let the world see this site. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, just get it out there. Put that online. And it's something that you'll be proud to see. Your first web page online for you to see that's live that's there for other people to interact with and for you to start building your community collective soul perhaps saying it best give me a word give me a sign show me where to look tell me what will i find this is obviously a rock song about someone from your target audience of your niche who is on your page and ready to take in all this content, this amazing, beautiful content that you put together. As always, I appreciate you all listening. I hope you learned some things during these five episodes of web design. I hope it made it less intimidating, and I hope you had some fun with uh, with the themes, tying it into music and things like that. For those that like the way that I tied the lessons into having a theme song for each episode, Guess what? They're now conveniently in one location on Spotify. I made a playlist on Spotify. Uh, some of you already have looked at previous playlists I've made for other projects. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Code Peterson. And there is an untangling web design, colon, the soundtrack. You'll recognize the album art if you've followed any of my other social media and kind of know my design style with things. I'll also post a link to it on my Twitter account, at Code Peterson. And eventually, I might put it up on CodePeterson.com webpage uh, over in the free content loot area of the webpage if you've visited that at all lately either. Or also, if you're a listener who isn't into web design or maybe after these five part series you're pretty burnt out on web design after all the information and the activities good news next week i promise we'll be on to a brand new topic thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard for other content you can follow me on twitter at code peterson 